When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we have budget, couples and money, and life insurance listener questions. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. So I've had the listener questions kind of pile up on us lately, um, and I just looked at my inbox with questions, and there are well over 25 questions. So thank you all for those of you who have submitted questions to me. If you haven't submitted a question and you have one, just head on over to my website, shaunagame.com, and click the link, contact me, and you can go ahead and input a question there that you have that you want answered on the podcast. Occasionally, I do actually respond to the questions via email, um, especially if you know it's a, it's a particular question where you know I want to make sure that I get more information from someone before I actually am spouting out some sort of advice and guidance. Um, and again, you know when I'm asking asking when I'm answering your questions. Um, I'm doing so, you know, again with the asterisk mark, I don't know your entire situation. So I'm only looking at just a little bit of it. But um, I think questions are really good because they help all of us 
it's kind of like that rule, you know, when you were in school and teachers are always like, there's no bad questions and there's no dumb questions. And I say that all the time to my students too. And I know that a lot of times they look at me like, um, but I don't want to ask that question because I think it might actually be dumb. So literally there are no bad, there are no dumb questions when it comes to money. I think this is something that everyone can really learn from one another. And there may be just even something in one of the answers that I give, or even when in one of the questions that kind of sparks something for you. So our first question is from Rob and Rob says, my fiance and I just joined bank accounts and now we're fighting all the time about what each other is spending money on. It's really stressful and it actually scares me a bit to think it might get worse when we get married. Do you have any tips to help couples like this? Well, Rob, absolutely. You are definitely not alone. I've done a lot of podcasts over this last year about couples and money because this always seems to be a question that keeps coming to the surface. And I know how hard it is to manage money in a relationship. Um, It's just not easy, right? And some of us do better than the others. Uh, Some people try to think that they're, uh, you know, keeping money separate. They're not arguing about money. But look, the number, the two reasons why people get divorced, if you ask any therapist, number one is sex. Number two is money. Uh, Money might be number one in some situations, but those are always the two most popular reasons why people come into therapists, they get divorced, they break up, right? Because this stuff is hard. We don't like to talk about it. Let alone when you're first dating someone, the last thing you want to do is actually, you know, disclose whatever maybe dumb money moves you've made in the past. Like you kind of want to keep all of those secret hidden for as long as you possibly can. And unfortunately, like when we get engaged or when we get married, sometimes we have to let the cat out of the bag. And that doesn't always go as smoothly as we would like, you know? And I think, Rob, you know, one of the things that I would really suggest with, for you is that, you know, you you have to make that mental shift from individuals to partnership. No matter how you're handling your money, you know, if, if both of you don't come together and say, look, we may have different styles about how we handle money, how we think about money, but we kind of have to do this thing together. And we kind of have to have goals together. And we kind of have to figure out a system that works together. What I find really often is that couples, they want to do everything separate because again, they think it's going to completely avoid money fights, but it inevitably pops up that that you have to deal with money, right? It's really hard to avoid, especially in a marriage, some sort of money discussion because, you know, you, you just have to know uh, what's going on with the other person's finances. And I really think that if you're going to get married, you know, the partnership approach is just a great way to sort of bridge that divide between two couples. Uh, One of the best things that I always recommend is have something that I call a don't ask, don't tell spending limit. And basically what that means is you and your spouse, you and your fiance, you set an amount that every month you can spend that amount without any questions. So the other person cannot give you any crap for spending that amount. But if you want to spend over that amount, you have to have a discussion with the other partner. It has to be 
that type of partnership relationship. And sometimes that helps you feel like, okay, whatever that number is for you as a couple, sometimes that helps you feel like you have a leeway uh, to make some decisions yourself without always having to check in. But then for the bigger stuff, you know, you got to do the you got to do the right thing and you got to check in with your partner. And the last thing I would say again is just get some goals together. What are you both trying to achieve financially together? And then how can you create an action plan around that so that you're both marching in the same direction? A lot of times these fights come up just because, you know, one person is a saver, one person is a spender, or, um, you know, one person does the the bank account this way the other one does it this way you know there's 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 lots of those kind of underlying things and i think it really helps when you sit down together and you figure out like what are we actually going towards then you can alleviate a lot of the arguments you're still going to have arguments you're still going to have frustrations that's just human nature right we've got two different people with two totally separate outlooks on life, personalities, you name it, right? So it's it's rife for conflict. But if you can come together once a week in a money date, you know, I'm talking 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes, do it over something you love, like good food or a bottle of wine, um, out at the beach, out of the park, whatever it is for you as a couple. But if you can come together and have just a discussion about Okay, where are we going this month? Where are we going towards our goals? You know, where are we at? Are there anything that maybe happened this week that got us frustrated? Again, that can do a lot to really help alleviate those massive fights because I don't want you to have those massive fights. Okay, um, we got two questions from Sarah that actually came in uh, last week that I thought were really good. Um, I wanted to put these in the mix because it kind of flows with everything we're talking about today. So first question from Sarah, she says, can you talk about budgeting for those once yearly expenses like car registration, extra state taxes, um, et cetera, all those little expenses? And that's such a great question because you know, we, we can have a budget, we can be going in the right direction. And then some like yearly expense comes up and it just throws everything out of whack. And if you don't have an emergency fund saving, then you're turning to credit cards or, you know, just not good choices to, to pay for those expenses. So one of the best things you can do is make a list of all of those yearly expenses that you have to pay, list all of them out, right? And then take those and divide them by 12 or six or however many months you have until you have to make that payment. And then incorporate that amount into your budget as a fixed expense. So you're saving for that item ahead of time. I always open a separate savings account to put that money in. So I know that is specially earmarked for those yearly expenses. Then when that yearly expense comes up, you're not working backwards, right? You've already got a savings pad in there to make those expenses work. And by keeping them separate from your regular savings, you're just, you're kind of giving yourself a little insurance policy that you're not tempted to dip into those because you know you want those to be there when you start saving. So again, take all of your yearly expenses, list them all out with the amount of money that you're going to need to pay in total and then divide it up by however many months you have to save for that particular expense. Incorporate it in your budget 
and make sure that you're committed to that savings every month. I put all of those things on auto debit out of our account. So they automatically go to the different savings accounts. So I don't even have to think about it, which is great because I think when you have to think about it, then you have a choice, right? (laughs) Would I rather spend that $100 on like a nice night out or would I rather have it go to my yearly expense fund? Well, some months, honestly, I'm going to say I'd rather go have a nice dinner out. But when it just automatically goes places, it's like I don't even have a choice, right? It's it's a weird psychology thing that happens. And again, you know, I talk about this on so many different podcasts, but really a big part of money success is just how you think, act, and feel about money. And once you can get kind of a good um, good vibe about that, right? You can get that in, in perspective. You can figure out maybe why you make certain decisions then you can make changes and you'll actually stick to those changes. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30 washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions 
vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Okay, another question from Sarah. 
This is another great one. Do you have an opinion on personal loans? We own a home and have some large pressing renovations we need to make, about $10,000. And like I said before, we don't have a flush emergency fund yet. I've gone the route through USAA before, but I'm wondering if I should shop for a good deal on a 0% interest special offer on a new credit card. This is a great question. And I think there's a couple of things to think about in this question. So number one is, you know, if you went with a 0% offer on a new credit card, how realistic is it that you could pay off that debt before the 0% offer is over? And I would say, you know, if it was like a couple thousand dollars, that's probably realistic. But something like $10,000, that's pretty unrealistic unless you just got a big cash surplus that you'll be able to pay that off in, you know, 15 or even, you know, 20 months, which are some of the longer 0% offers. And another thing is, you know, what is your credit score? So do you have a 720 plus credit score that's going to give you the 0% offers? I'm thinking you might if you're asking that question, but if, but if not, that's definitely something to think about. So one thing you could do is you could get a personal loan, understanding that yes, the interest rate is going to be higher than the 0% loans, but you could use almost like a double tactic. So you could move small chunks of that personal loan onto a 0% credit card offer and then pay it off in small chunks, manageable chunks, so that you can make sure that you're going to be able to benefit from that 0% offer and not, you know, kind of go backwards. So, you know, you you keep paying off these little chunks and there are some credit cards that are awesome with this. Like, um, I know personally I have a Discover card and I, I've been really happy with Discover because when I move a balance to be transferred on, a, on my Discover card and I pay it off, they offer me a 0% offer all over again, right? Is an incentive. Okay, like, hey, can you move more money on our card? So there are some cards that are really good for, you know, those types of repetitive offers. But again, if you have a great credit score, um, that might not be a bad idea to, to think about a, like kind of a two-tiered structure like that. That way, you're kind of benefiting from both, but you're not leaning entirely on the 0% offer and, you know, freaking yourself out that you have to pay this all off, you know, in, in a particular period of time. Because once you get past that 0% and you go into kind of the regular APR on that credit card, you're going to be way better off on the personal loan. So the personal loan is kind of like your your safety net there, right? I hope that makes sense. Um, I'm a fan of personal loans. I've you know, I've taken personal loans out myself. I know a lot of people have taken out personal loans. You know, really just want to shop around and make sure that you're getting the best interest rate that you can for your credit score. I say at least to shop, you know, two different lenders. And a lot of the lenders now you can actually uh, go online and you can, you can get a rate that would be uh, for your situation without them having to do a hard pull on your credit report. So it's not actually going to pull down your credit score at all, but they're going to be able to give you a feel for what your rate is going to be. So I'd at least shop around to two different places, maybe three if possible, and um, you know, see who's most competitive out there because a lot of these lenders, you know, they they kind of change and you know, one might be more competitive right now and then in six months another one might be more competitive. And um, you know, so it's just important to 
check those out. If you've gone through USAA before and you love them, that's awesome. But at least check one other lender just to make sure that you know, you're getting the best rate. And if not, maybe you can go to USAA and say, hey, I can get a better rate somewhere else. Are you willing to honor that rate? That happens a lot of the time. And I, 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 you know, I'm a huge fan of negotiation. Um, I think it's one of the, the best tools that we got because we at least can ask the question, what's the worst case they say? No. Okay. Then it's no big deal, right? Then we got a choice to make. But, you know, if we ask the question, um, maybe we might actually get what we want, or maybe we might actually get a better rate. You know, who knows? Okay. Our last question is from Cameron. Cameron says, my company offers a bunch of benefits that I never really paid attention to. One thing they offer is life insurance, but only up to my salary. A friend of mine told me that if I leave my company, I don't get to take my insurance with me. I never really cared before, but my wife and I are thinking about starting a family. So now I'm starting to care. Can you tell me a little bit about term life insurance and are there any options if I want a policy that isn't attached to work? Another great, great question, Cameron. These are awesome questions. Um, and yeah, you know, you, you get your benefits package at work. And I mean, for a lot of people, all you really care about is your salary <laughs> and your vacation time, right? Maybe you might care like your retirement match, Um yeah, probably your your healthcare. You're going to pick your healthcare, but anything else. I think a lot of times with the benefit packages, most people are like, I I don't I don't even know. Like, does it cost me money? If it costs me money, I probably don't want it. Um, and so, a popular thing for companies to do is to either offer you a life insurance policy that's fifty thousand dollars, or offer you one up to your salary. And your friend's correct. So if you have term life insurance through work and you leave that job, uh, your insurance does not go with you, right? It's not portable, as we say. And I have been uh, working in life insurance for over 11 years now. And I can tell you um, probably eight out of 10 times, if you're paying a price for it through your company, like if you're having to pay uh, additionally, on top of whatever they're covering, you're probably overpaying for that amount of coverage versus if you got the same amount of life insurance uh, outside of your company. And that shocks a lot of people, but sometimes it is a lot more expensive through your company. Like you would be shocked how much more expensive it is through your company. So term life insurance is just like it sounds. It's, it's basically renting life insurance for a specific period of time. If you got a individual policy outside of your company, it would be portable. So it doesn't matter where you work, you know, your life insurance is your life insurance. And if you have a 10-year term or 20-year term or a 30-year term, that dictates how long you'll have the insurance. Now, you can cancel at any time for an outside individual policy, but they can't cancel you. So you have control over that. And if you don't, you know something doesn't unfortunately happen to you in that particular period of time, then, um, then, you know, your term insurance expires. It's basically how it works. There are a couple of great online companies where you can search, uh, individual policy rates, Haven life insurance and policy genius are awesome. I'll have links in the show notes to those. And one thing I like to tell you is, Approaching life insurance from what they call a human life value approach. Basically, what that means is most people think about life insurance like this. Okay, I have 
a $300,000 mortgage. If I were to pass away, I would want the mortgage paid for or my child's college education or something like that. But the human life value approach talks about replacing your income for life. So your spouse and child or future child won't have to change their life dramatically, right? So for instance, if you made $75,000 a year for the next 37 years, let's say you're 30 and you want to retire at, at 67, your human life value is actually over 4 million bucks. That's how much money you stand to make between now and when you retire. That's if your salary just stays level, right? If it grows, it's even more. So what a lot of experts suggest is buying 10 times your income plus any college funds that you would want to provide for your child. And so what this would allow is your spouse to be able to invest the principal that they would get and live off the interest for a really long period of time rather than just taking that cash and paying everything off. Uh, So Cameron also asked if life insurance benefits are tax deductible. They're almost always tax deductible. Uh, There are some situations where they might not be. So you always want to make sure that you check your policy and that you really understand how it works. Um, but, But hopefully that helps clear up a little bit of the life insurance question. If your company provides it for you free, that's fantastic. You can always still purchase um, an individual policy outside of work to supplement that. Uh, you know, again, depending on your your family situation, your personal situation, and and what's important to you. All right, so these were four awesome questions. Keep the questions coming. I'm going to keep. Um, going through questions. I'm going to try to at least do this once a month. Sometimes I forget I get in just a routine of doing the podcast. I'm like, oh yes, there are all these listener questions. Uh, So hopefully these were helpful. I thought these were, you know, four kind of big questions that we can all kind of chew on. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, shout it out on social media, share it with your friends and head on over to the link in the show notes and leave us a review in iTunes. 